Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Visible Live Season 6, Episode Number 8. It is the awesome show, and I am really excited to talk with you today. Now, it is going to be a slightly shorter episode today as I am making my way to Melbourne to go and celebrate with one of my best friends, her 10-year anniversary. Now, what we're talking about today is the art of delegating and the what, the when, the why, the who, the how, and all of that. Hello, Myrna, good morning. Um, and actually, it's really kind of interesting because my friend who I'm going to see, she she delegated to me. She's gone, okay, so Nicola, this is what we're going to do, and this is that and the other, and this is what I need you to do. It was absolutely perfect. She was really specific, and I'm just like, okay, great. I'm there. Let me know when, where, and how. Not even the how. Let me know when and where, and I'm I'm there with with bells on. So just about to head to the airport um, after we hop off this call. So the art of delegating. Now, hands up if you've ever had a whole bunch of things that you are just that you're working through, that you're doing, and have you ever sat there and thought, oh, for fuck's sake. I shouldn't be doing this. This should be somebody else's job or like you just, your to-do list or maybe your action list, whatever it is, just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more and more full. Me, I have been in that place. And I think one of the things, you know, when we're really looking at uh, up in the end, you guys know I'm really passionate about building your personal brand. I'm really passionate about you being visible, you showing up and you doing it from like you, right? And what I mean by that is that this means that you need to show up. Like it's got to be you on your live streams. It's got to be you writing your blog. So as we know, visibility takes time. It's a big investment. It's an investment more than anything. It's your time and your energy because we've got to build up that momentum. Now, while you're doing that, it can be easy maybe to look at the list of to-do things and start prioritizing those things versus perhaps writing a blog or sending out your email or doing something that's actually going to position you as the person to listen to. So what tends to happen is we put these other things on the back burner. So what I really want to encourage you guys to do today is to just go through a process that I, I do in two parts and I do it reasonably regularly. And I was reminded of this, I was standing at the bench. So I had clients here on Friday and Saturday of last week and I just absolutely love it. I just, I love the shit out of having people here. I, I'm very house proud. I know that they love coming in here. I know that it's a really, it's a safe, warm, inviting space but it takes, and that's a big part of the energy infusion that happens like before they get in the room, right? It's like, I, you know, I'm all about creating an exceptional high level ex experience for my clients. It's just what I, I like to do. I like to go above and beyond and have them feeling really welcomed. And so one of the things that I do is I, I've got a big checklist of things that I do before they come in before anybody gets here. And on, on Friday, particularly, I was running a bit late because I had my six o'clock call that didn't finish till a bit later, still had my walk and I still had things to do and I was running around and I was run, 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 running and I was standing at the kitchen bench doing something and I'm just like, 
shit, man, this is someone else's job. I should not be doing this. And I can't even remember what it was, what I was doing. I can't, like it was maybe making sure the benches were sparkling or something. I can't remember. This is somebody else's job. This is not what I should be doing. Now, I've thought about things like this when I've gone in and I might be scheduling Facebook posts in the past. I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? This is, this is ridiculous. But you know what it's like, you know, when you're, when you're in the middle of doing stuff and, and sometimes it can feel like it's just plain easier for you to do it than to try and explain to somebody else how to do it. And then you've got to check it. Like, so you've got to go through a QA process and stuff and you know, all of that kind of thing. The problem with this is that as you grow in your business, it makes it really hard for us to be able to provide exceptional service when we've got all of these other things making demands on our time. So it is smart business to actually delegate the things that are not in your zone of genius to someone else. With the caveat being, you cannot delegate the marketing of you, okay? You can't delegate your live streams. You can't delegate your blog writing. That's the stuff that you have to do. What you can delegate once you've done that is how it gets syndicated out into all of the places that you are going to share that stuff out to. So. Let's have a look. I want to share with you the way that I worked out what to kind of, well, not, not what to kind of, but definitely what to send off to the people who do the stuff that I don't want to do. So I created a list. So what I, you guys know that I'm a bit of a systems person, right? System, system and flow. It's like structure and flow uh, when you're looking at style. It's like we've got to have some firm lines to go along with the flow because otherwise you just like this look like this floaty person and if you've only got firm lines if you've only got structure in the clothing that you're wearing it can make you look very hard and harsh so structure and flow like we've got to blend those two things together so and that's I think what I am I do that very very well most of the time structure and flow hey Tess so Something that I did way, 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 way back when, it might even have been something like 2012, I think. I remember sitting down and actually documenting all of the things that need to be done uh, in, in my business, right? So we're talking about business. And, and actually, you can also perhaps look at in, in the generalness of your life as well, like cleaning and grocery shopping or picking up children from school or whatever, cleaning the pool, I don't know, whatever else it is that you do. Have a look at the list, create two lists. One of all the things that you do and that have to be done in your business. So marketing, break it down a little bit further. Posting on Facebook, video editing maybe, um, putting things up on your website, scheduling posts in Facebook. Um, and then you might go into, oh, you know, the, the other thing we've got is money. Like we have to deal with money in our businesses. So who does the banking, who does the account reconciliation, who does your BAS, uh, who's registering you for GST if you're not already registered or for tax in, in your appropriate state? Um, what about who's writing, who's lodging your tax, who's doing your tax returns? Do you have to have a pre-tax meeting? Who needs to be there, like have all of that done? And then you might also look at the systemization side of the business. So who builds, updates, creates your systems manuals, your operations manuals, um, your employee guidelines, anything like that. Um, your open and closing procedures, perhaps if, if you've got a bricks and mortar business. 
who talks to, who teaches the, the or who does the onboarding for new staff? Uh, like, have a look at that. Then the, another thing might be around your health and well-being. How do you manage that? Who books the personal training? Who takes the, who, who organizes the food? You know, who does the grocery shopping? Uh, all of that kind of thing. So I would have a look at all areas of your life and really get everything down. And then what I want you to do, and I, this is why I would kind of do it in sections. So you've got business, and then you might have family, and then you might have life, uh, and then you might have health, and you might have money, uh, stuff like that. Go through each of those things and have a look at the things that are absolutely critically essential that you do them. What is, good morning, Georgina. What is critically and crucially essential to you doing it? So your blogging has to be you, your live streams have to be you, the uh, going and having a photo shoot done, you know, you can't send, uh, <laughs> you can't send Patty the stand-in, your assistant, to go have photos of yourself taken because they'd be photos of her and not you. Um, I introduced you guys to Patty in my, in the book Visible, um, just FYI. So that was the reference for that. Um, what else? Like, what else do you have to do? But really, like, what is what is imperative that you do? And then, you know, it's not imperative that you guys create your own picture quotes. It's imperative that you come up with the quotes that go on the picture quotes, though, right? Or you have a way of, of having that created. So you go through and you work out exactly what you have to do, and then you'll put that onto a master list, okay? And then the next thing that you're going to look at is, okay, so we don't we know that the rest of it on here it's not it's not life and death if you do them your business is not going to be more successful if you do this the rest of the stuff or your life is not going to be more successful if you do the rest of this stuff so then it's about prioritizing it out of an enjoyment level out of all of that stuff what do you love to do and it might be vacuuming for example you might not have to do it and your life is not going to run better because you vacuum and perhaps your business is not going to be more successful if you vacuum. But if you love the shit out of vacuuming and you love getting those little lines in the carpet, not, you know, not giving away any secrets or anything, um, but if you love making those lines in the carpet and it fuels your soul by vacuuming, then we're going to put that over onto the next list, right? That might, the things that you really enjoy. And then I want you to have a look at, once you've categorized everything that you enjoy, you're going to be left with a whole bunch of other stuff. I want you to then rank on a scale of one to 10, what is the, what's the most, or like maybe not on a scale of one to 10, but what are the things that you can get someone else to do? It doesn't mean you have to do it now, but what are things that you can get somebody else to do? So for example, one of the things that I, find really annoying is going and having to schedule posts in Facebook. You know, I'm, I'm really happy to write them. I'm super happy to come up with the creative, but I find it tedious going and scheduling the things. So I'm like, I shouldn't have to do that. I'll just hire someone, a virtual assistant, to go and get those scheduled. I'll create the drafts and I just send it off. I've got somebody else doing my book work. My business is not going to be more successful by me like working in zero or my ob or whatever, or chatting to the accountant about how to allocate different things. That is, 
That is not my zone of genius. So long as someone can tell me, Nicola, this is a state of play, this is what we need to do, or this is specifically what we need from you, I'm good. So somebody else does that. Um, something else that I find like just, just irritating is going and finding information from other, like sourcing perhaps data. I, I find that I end up in a black hole of time. So that's something I would send to a virtual assistant saying, hey, can you gather some research please on this, 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 and this? So I think it's just really about being really specific. So we've worked out the things that you can delegate. I want you to decide then who is going to do it. Who do you think is going to do that? Is it a virtual assistant? Now, virtual assistants can be really great and they can be a freaking disaster. And it's really about you finding someone who works really well with you. And you can go through um, any number of virtual assistants until you find the right one, until, until you find the right company who can support you in your hunt for the, the amazing VA who is just gonna make your life so much easier. A good VA will make your life easier. So they might be in Australia or the, or the US or the UK or somewhere, or they might be, you know, I think typically they tend to be based perhaps in, in the Philippines or in Bali. There's a whole range of different areas that these virtual assistant kind of cohorts tend to tend to exist. Um, be prepared to be very clear and very specific about what you want and what you need and deliver really clear and specific instructions. So naturally, I have an example for you. So what I've got on here is the job list for the virtual assistant. So I want them to do skeleton post creation and scheduling. This was kind of like my wish list for, for this particular thing. I said I need three posts per day scheduled on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Two of these will be picture posts and one will be a video. Uh, the post cycle, so I've told them what I want them to do. I've told them where to source the content from. And in an ideal world, we'll be adding some call to action posts. So for example, I will do a live stream or post a blog and then you jump on that day or a day later and create a post that directs people to buy or register for what I'm promoting at the time. Now, that crashed and burned. That, that piece of, the, of my VA puzzle did not work. Uh, but that's okay because with the new information, it's like, all right, well, what's working, what's not, what else needs to happen, what do I need to change and adjust in order to make it a bit easier for them and for me to be able to work together. So UVA can do like a whole range of things. Um, the, I guess one of the things, I've, I've tested a few different things over the years. I have outsourced a lot of my PA stuff my personal assistant stuff, so like different running around and organizing and event organizing and stuff like that. And you've really got to have the right person for that. So who would you send PA stuff to? To me, a personal assistant is someone who is more in your physical space with you, whereas a virtual assistant is someone who is virtual, right? They help you no matter where it is that they are in the world or the state or the town or wherever. Um, the next thing that I would potentially have a look at is, okay, so I've got that, I've got the PA, um, who else do I need to have in my team? 
So you might have a QA person, you might have a virtual HR, you might have a, a virtual CFO, like a chief financial officer. Um, excuse me, it just depends on the size of your organization, the size of your business and, and what, you know, what moving parts you've got in all of that. Um, you might have a practice manager, for instance, if you're running a practice, uh, even if it's virtual. So it just depends on what you're looking at. So we know the things that you love, the things that are imperative that you do. And, and those things that are imperative that you do, they are usually going to be the most profitable activities in your business because marketing is the most profitable activity that you could ever do. Without marketing, nothing happens. And this is marketing, whether it's online marketing, like what I talk about a lot, or whether it's in-person marketing, whether it's referral-based marketing. Without marketing, your business doesn't exist, right? Because people won't know that you're even available. So marketing has to be done by you pretty intimately. Um, we know what it is that you, you love doing and you're going to keep on hold of. The next thing we're going to look at is who else can do, what do we need to, you know, what can we delegate? Who can, who else's job is this thing supposed to be? Um, and then when are you going to get this off your plate? So I think one of the big things that people ask me is, oh, you know, well, you know, when should I delegate? At what point in my business should I delegate? At what point in my business should I hire a VA? Should I hire a personal assistant? Um, I had a... So one of the things when I did this activity, I hate, hate's a strong word, I strongly dislike cooking dinners and stuff and I find it just, it's, it's an annoying, irritating thing in my world. And so I outsourced, I hired a personal assistant and she did all my food prep, she would create, she would create, she'd cook breakfast for me, she would cook dinners, she would get all of that all of, oh, falling over. She'd get all of that stuff taken care of for me so I didn't have to even, did you just, just see me fall over? Um, FYI. She would have all of that stuff taken care of for me so I didn't have to think about it. Um, and her name was Bev and she was freaking brilliant. So she would just get all of that done. So I could just sit really focus on doing what I was doing, coaching, marketing, mentoring, everything in my business. And then by the time I walk out the office door, like dinner's sorted, the kids are sorted, everything is just ready. She was dreamed up because I was, I wrote out all of this stuff and I'm like, I should not be doing this. I need to get somebody else to help me with this. With the question about when, often it's a financial consideration. The thing that I want you to think about though, is the cost, the financial cost of hiring someone often is grossly undervalued when we look at how much time you get back. So with Bev, for instance, I hired her, I think for 30 hours a week and I paid her whatever it was that I paid her. And the thing that I found was that I paid her for 30 hours a week, but I gained back, I think I worked out about five hours a day that I could be selling stuff that I could be out networking. It saved my mental health, my anxiety, my stress, my running around like a blue-assed fly constantly. So the cost, it, might, it may have cost me, I don't know, seven, $800 a week, let's say, maybe more. I'm, I can't remember how much um, I paid her. It's, this is going back a little while ago now. So it was seven, $800 a week. 
If I only made one more sale and my program was say $6,000 or $5,000 or even $3,000, the cost benefit far outweighed the, the initial financial outlay. So it is, I think, it's about taking that leap of faith. It's about trusting that when you're delegating the stuff that you really shouldn't be doing, number one, you gain back more time, which is, you know, we know is, is immeasurable in value. You gain more productive time. You gain more billable hours, if we want to look at it that way, that you can be talking to people, enrolling people, coaching people, mentoring people, coming up with great marketing campaigns, creating the space for you to be able to do what you need to do. So the when conversation, if we rewire it to thinking about, well, how much longer am I willing to put off getting these hours back in my world, then it becomes a bit of a different equation and a bit of a different conversation. And I've always invested in help before I could really afford it. But that was because I knew that with the extra hours, I would be able to be income producing. So that's the art of delegating. So first of all, what is imperative that you do? What do you really, 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 really love doing and there is no way you would get anybody else to do it? What are the things in your world, in all of the areas of your life that should be somebody else's job? Who would you then delegate those things to? And you don't have to know the person. It might You might even put a question mark saying, I have to find someone to do this because this is ridiculous. And then when are you going to do it? So go through all of those things and start putting timeframes on it. And then your job is to get out and action it when the time is right. So the benefits of all of this are that you're going to get more time, you're going to have more time to you to be able to do what you need to do, which is just going to give you a whole lot more, I don't know, like almost like less anxiety, less stress, um, less kind of like doing, 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 doing. Because here's what we know when you can slip more into doing things from a space of calmness, centeredness, groundedness, and and really like alignment to, with you doing the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, that's when the magic happens and the space opens up and you can do more of what you love, which is what this is all about. It also means that you get to then go and, you know, hang out with the kids on the holidays and play Star Wars Monopoly, which, by the way, is the best Monopoly you can buy because it's all over and done with with the kids in about 45 minutes to an hour. It doesn't take hours and hours and hours. Star Wars Monopoly, go buy it, play it this school holidays, and I promise you will be sending me messages of, oh, my God, Nicola, you have saved my ass. Um, the kids love it. I love it. And it's over really quickly. So good quality time. And then whoosh, back to doing what you do. All right. Have a really great day, everybody. This was Visible Live Season 6, Episode number 8 of The Awesome Show. Uh, I will be chatting with you tomorrow morning at a little bit later, I think, for the coffee run as I'll be traveling back from Melbourne. Uh, I have been talking all about Visible Live, Market Yourself Like a Rockstar a very awesome three-day live immersion event in the States, the United States in July, so in, in just a couple of weeks' time, and also in August on the Gold Coast. Now, if you have ever thought that you wanted to market yourself as being different, really be seen as being a leader, I've, I've got some really amazing stuff to be able to share with you. So I will put the link for that below here a little later on today. 
Meanwhile, have fun, take care. Go take the bull by the horns and just get yourselves out there. Make it worthwhile. Go help some people be visible and delegate your sweet little ass off. All right, I'll talk to you soon.